Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Fuck the front line, bitch. Showtime, folks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Cinema Flare podcast here on cinemaflare.com, on Spotify, Google, uh, Apple, uh, Anchor, uh, YouTube, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm your host, Wade Needham. This is Cinema Flare. We talk about movies and TV. Actually, we really haven't really talked that much about TV. We should change that, though. Maybe down the road, we will have a, a TV omnibus episode, maybe with some friends. We'll talk about some of our favorite shows on TV at the moment. Last episode, we did an omnibus, reviews, multi-reviews, Uncharted, Dog, Licorice Pizza. Had a lot of, a lot of fun talking about those. Um, if you have feedback on these shows, you can email me at cinemaflareshow at gmail.com or if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment down below in the comment section. And if you haven't already subscribed, hit that subscribe button and hit that bell icon to get notified when new content is released right here on YouTube. All right, so this episode is another recasting episode and the concept is very simple i just take an old movie kind of talk about it a little bit throughout the facts talk about my memories and thoughts of it run down the cast and then we recast it with current actors and actresses very simple right I promise I won't make this episode as long as the top gun one but to be fair on top the top gun recasting episode i if i'm not mistaken i I think i also used that to talk about the matrix uh and american underdog don't quote me on that though i got a bad memory of the stuff that i've done on these shows so don't hold me to that but i think that's that's that bulked it up but anyway on this episode recasting though nothing else but recasting this so that this won't be as long that's what she said um so we're doing the movie Revenge of the Nerds. Oh man, when I was a kid, the first time I ever watched this, I thought it was the greatest movie of all time until I watched The Goonies. But Revenge of the Nerds, man. This is a movie that to this day is still very relevant. The topics are still very relevant. The underlying theme for this film and the characters that are, you know, living, breathing organisms within this realm of fantasy, cinema, fiction stuff. Very relevant to this day. I'm not kidding you, man. All right. Revenge of the Nerds. It's a 1984 American comedy directed by Jeff Canoe. Screenplay by Steve Zacharias and Jeff Bruhai. Hope I pronounced his name right. If not, I apologize. The uh, film's plot chronicles a group of nerds at the fictional Adams College as they're trying to stop the ongoing harassment by the jock fraternity, the Alpha Betas. In addition to the latter sister sorority, Pi Delta Pi. So the budget 
for Revenge of the Nerds. All right. And mind you, this, you know, you got to think about inflation too, right? I don't have the numbers for the inflation, but these are the numbers at the time. The budget for Revenge of the Nerds, 1984, anywhere between six and eight million dollars to make this film. I honestly am surprised by that. I thought it was far less. I thought it was shy under two mil, but no. You times that by, you know, three or four. <laughs> you got the number. Uh, the box office, which also includes rentals up to this day, $60.4 million. So, yeah, man. Oh, they made their money back. And this spawned off multiple sequels. I honestly, I didn't really like any of them past the second one. The first and second one are the best. The first one is the best, obviously. Second one I thought was really good. It maintained just about everybody that was in the original. Um, but after that, you know, they kind of split off. They would have one or two, you know, people not in the following movies. Or, you know, it went from being a theatrical release to a straight-to-TV release. And, you know, obviously the budget, you know, is, is suffered by that. The performances are suffered by that just wasn't that good. I mean, you pay for what you get, right? The reception for this film, we've got uh we got some we got some quotes here. Lawrence Van Gelder for the New York Times wrote the following, quote, "It is the absence of genuine comedy that exposes glaringly the film's fundamental attitude of condescension." and scorn towards blacks and women, and a tendency towards stereotyping that clashes violently with its superficial message of tolerance, compassion, and fair play, end quote. I think it's a very fair assessment, especially you, you got to think about the time that this movie was made in the 80s, 84. The Hollywood Reporter said, quote, Revenge of the Nerds is primarily the story of outcasts getting their just rewards. And that is always a satisfying movie ingredient. Nonetheless, this scattergun, often scatological film is filled with extensive racial stereotypes, which may offend some moviegoers, end quote. And they, are, they hit the nail on the head with that. There are a lot of racial stereotypes. Like, for instance, there's a scene where Takashi and Booger are playing poker and Takashi's accent, uh, Takashi, I mean, you can tell from his name, don't want to sound racist myself, but it's an Asian name. He's an Asian character. He has a very thick Japanese accent and Booger doesn't understand him. And the Booger's character, oftentimes in a very mocking manner, you know, asks him to clarify himself or takes advantage of Takashi. Well, there's a scene where they're playing poker in the kitchen and uh, Takashi um, says that he has a, a frush. He means flush, right? But Booger, you know, what the hell is a frush? You know, he mocks him on that. He, you know, stuff like that, right? Um. You know, there's uh, the racial stereotypes. It's huge. The character Lamar is in itself a, a huge stereotype 
uh, for a homosexual male. Um, really, really over the top in this movie as well. I don't think that any of this was done in malice. Um, I'm trying, you know, I don't want to use this like, oh, you know, it was okay back then as a, as a scapegoat. It, it, you know, it, it, it wasn't okay back then. It's not okay now. But it's a comedy. The what I learned in a lot of film classes was that the main reason for comedy was kind of to to help ease people into uncuff uncomfortable subject matter, so that it's not ex- extremely tense. Um. So, like, I can I can see like where they were kind of trying to go with this by today's standards, definitely this movie would never be remade today. At least not with a lot of the stuff that they did back then. Uh, it, it would, it would not pass the green light. It would not pass go. It would not collect $200. But with that said, and not to try to sound like an asshole, I think the movie is fucking hilarious. Um, I think the movie is, is funny. I think it has a really good overall underlying message, you know, about, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, treat everybody the same, you know, you don't be a dick to people just because they fit into a certain, you know, cliche or, or a click or anything like that, especially, you know, in high school and college and whatnot with fraternities and sororities. And you got your high school cliques, you know, you got your jocks, you got your prom Queens, you got your nerds, you know, you got your burnouts, you know, you got all that stuff, right? I mean, that's just a part. That's just life. You know, that's just life. Obviously when you turn the volume up full blast, that's when it really does become, you know, a stereotype, but sometimes for the sake of the story, you know, it kind of works sometimes. I think just, I think the casting, I think the the characters, I think the put all the ingredients into this big melting pot and it married together into a very nice, tasty, savory stew. If that makes sense. I said it before, I'll say it again. I thought the movie was fucking hilarious. It's in my top 25 favorite movies of all time. Check it out, man. Check it out. All right, let's run down the cast real quick. We've got a lot of people in this. We've got a lot of people in this. And like I said, this episode is not going to be as long as the previous ones. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this didn't 15, 16, maybe 17 minutes. I don't know. What are we at right now? Let me let me look at the timer. We are at 11 minutes. So, yeah, probably another, you know, I don't know five, six minutes talking about this. I'm just going to run down the cast and just tell you who I, I put in if they were going to make this today. All right, so we got Robert Carradine as Louis Skolnick, Anthony Edwards as Gilbert Lowe, which Anthony Edwards played Goose in Top Gun, and that was our last recasting movie. Uh, Ted McGinley as Stan Gable, Julie Montgomery as Betty Childs, and oh man, Julie Montgomery, such a delight in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, so many memories. So many memories. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll move it along. Um, Timothy Busfield as Arnold Point Dexter, which that dude right there, man, Timothy Busfield, that guy is one of the most underrated actors of all time. It's a phenomenal actor. Andrew Cassessi, I hope I pronounced his name right, as Harold Wormser, 
Curtis Armstrong as Dudley Booger Dawson. Who doesn't like Curtis Armstrong, right? Come on now, come on. Um, it's that movie that he did with uh, with Tom Cruise. Uh, the the title of it's escaping me for some reason. Risky Business, yes, Risky Business, phenomenal and Risky Business. Holy crap, man! Gonna get killed by uh, Guido the Killer Pimp. You know, like, that's a we should do that movie on this sometime. Uh, we got Larry B. Scott as Lamar Latrell, Brian. Tachi as Toshiro Takashi. Hope I pronounced his name. Brian Tachi Tochi. I'm not familiar with his pronunciation of his name. Michelle Mayrink as Judy, which you may also remember Michelle Mayrink in Real Genius, 1985's Real Genius. Another good movie. And it had Val Kilmer in it. And he was in Top Gun, the last one that we did of a recasting episode. It all ties together. It's like the Kevin Bacon theory, right? Uh, Donald Gibb as Frederick Alo Aloy. I can't pronounce this man. Frederick Aloysius Ogre Palawaski, or just Ogre. <laughs> Ogre, you fucker, or whatever the line was, right? James Cromwell of so many things he has done. One of my, my, my favorite performances of James Cromwell was in Six Feet Under. That dude was a genius on that show. But he plays Mr. Skolnick. He plays Lewis's dad. David Wall as Dean Ulick. John Goodman. That's right, John Goodman, man. John Goodman. Coach Harris. And to cap off the cast here, Bernie Casey as Ewan Jefferson. God rest his soul, Bernie Casey. Phenomenal actor. Phenomenal actor, man. I love a lot of the stuff that he was in that dude had a huge library of work. All right. So we're going to recast this. We're going to start bottom up. We're not going to, we're not going to go from Lewis all the way down. We're going to start with you Jefferson and we're going to wake up, make our way all the way up to Lewis and Gilbert. So here we go. You guys know who Lakeith Stanfield is? He was in the movie Uncut Gems and the Photograph. I'm going to put him in the role of U.N. Jefferson. Yes, U.N. Jefferson. By the way, real quick, one of my favorite scenes in Revenge of the Nerds, after uh, the first of the montage of them getting the house in working order after they got the new you know frat house, when they're all out there working and Booger is leaning against the fence, and Stan, you know, comes riding up on his motorcycle with Betty on his back. And he looks at him. He goes, what are you looking at, nerd? And then he drives off. And Booger goes, oh, I thought I was looking at my own, my mom's old douchebag, but that's in Ohio. <laughs> just like the funny lines in this movie. It's just uh, it's good shit, man. It's just good shit. But yeah, Lakeith Stanfield, uh, I'm going to put him as Ewan Jefferson. For Coach Harris, that was played by John Goodman. I'm going to put in uh, Paul Walter Hauser. You may know him from Richard Jewell and Cruella. I think he would be a great Coach Harris. <clears throat> Dean Ulick. Dean Ulick. I knew who I wanted in this role immediately. 
I may not like this guy on a personal level, but uh, professionally, I think you know he, he's he had some funny roles. He's a funny guy. He's got he's got funny delivery. Patton Oswalt, Dean Ulick, Patton Oswalt. Yeah, you may know him from King of Queens and the narrator of the Goldbergs, amongst a million other things. Okay, Mister Skolnick, who's gonna play Lewis's dad? Right, who is going to be in the role that the great James Cromwell? just embodied perfectly. I'll tell you who. Rain Wilson from The Office and The Rocker. Rain Wilson. That's right. Dwight Schrute is going to be Mr. Skolnick. Who's going to play Ogre? Well, we're going to bring somebody that is not normally an actor in. We're going to bring an athlete in. We're going to bring in formerly known from the WWE as Braun Strowman, Adam Shearer. Braun Strowman playing Ogre. He just he looks like him, man. He's a big dude too. I think it would that's just perfect casting right there. He was born to play Ogre. All right, now we're going to get into a big name here. Who's going to play Judy? Who's going to play the love interest of Gilbert? Who's going to be in there? Haley Steinfeld. That's right. From Bumblebee. From Hawkeye. What's the the name of the movie? The Edge of 17 or something like that. Great movie. Love that movie. Bumblebee. Phenomenal. Haley Steinfeld. As Judy. Yep. Alright. Who's playing Takashi? Jimmy O. Yang. Yeah, man. Jin Yang. Jimmy Yang from Silicon Valley and Space Force. I think he would be perfect as Takashi. Lamar Luttrell. I'm going to get beat up for this. <laughs> I'm going to get beat up for this. Jaden Smith from the Karate Kid, the sucky version, and the Pursuit of Happiness. Will Smith's kid. Jaden Smith as Lamar Luttrell. Trust me. If this was made 20, remade 20 years ago, I'd put Usher in that role. Because Usher has a wide range of acting. And I think he would be really cool in there. Ironically, I guess, uh, musicians, right? Putting that. But that's cool. All right. Here was a fun one. Here was a fun one. Dudley Booger Dawson. Who's going to play Booger? Who's going to play Booger? Jacob Battalion. Or Battalion, or however you pronounce his last name. He was in the Spider-Man trilogy, the Marvel Avengers. He was um, Tom Holland's best friend, you know? He was uh, Peter Parker's best friend. I think he would be funny as Booger. That, that dude's funny as shit, man. Uh, watching the Spider-Man movies and, and, the, and the small cameos, you know, that he, that he had in the Avengers and whatnot. He's just a funny guy. He's got great delivery. He's got great screen presence. You know, I'd, I'll throw him some work in there, man. He'd be a memorable booger, in my opinion. All right, who's going to play Harold Wormser? Now, you guys got to think about this. Wormser is a kid. Everyone else, they're young adults, right? Except for, you know, Coach Harris, Dean Ulick, Mr. Skolnick, and Ewan Jefferson. They're older people. Um, but Wormser is a kid genius. He's like... 12 or 13 maybe 14 he's a kid so we have to cast a kid in this Ian Armitage from uh, Big Little Lies and Young Sheldon 
He's a kid genius. <laughs> Young Sheldon. Harold Wormser. It just fits. It just fits. So now we're coming down to the nitty gritty. We're going to wrap this up with the undercard and get into the main event. Arnold Point Dexter. I had like three or four people that I just juggled for this character. But I finally settled on somebody. Skyler Guzenda. Hope I pronounced his name right. You may know him from the Righteous Gemstones and Licorice Pizza. He plays Danny McBride's son, the oldest son, in Righteous Gemstones. This dude just looks like he would be perfect for Point Dexter. He's a very awkward guy. He, or at least he plays a very, very good, awkward person. So there's your Point Dexter right there. All right, now we've got our main four characters here. Betty Childs, Stan Gable, Gilbert Lowe, Louis Skolnick, Betty Childs, Emma Roberts from Scream Queens and Nerve. Emma Roberts, Betty Childs. Yes. Perfect. There we go. So who's going to be the original love interest of Betty Childs before she, you know, switches over to the nerds, right? Stan Gable. We're going with Tom Holland. Spider-Man Uncharted. Tom Holland. So you got Tom Holland and Emma Roberts. I think they would uh, they would fit the bill. They would fit the bill. Now our two big main characters here. Gilbert Lowe. I'm going to go with Will Poulter. For where the Millers and the Maze Runner. Will Poulter, Gilbert Lowe. Yes. So who plays Louis Skolnick, played by the amazing Robert Carradine? Louis Skolnick, Robert Carradine. Louis Skolnick. Hmm. How about Finn Wolfhard? Eh? From Ghostbusters Afterlife, Stranger Things? It's just a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. All right, let's recap this before we head out, before we finish this episode, which we did break the 20-minute mark, so this is a little about as long as the other ones. All right, so we got Lakeith Stanfield as UN Jefferson, Paul Walter Hauser as Coach Harris, Patton Oswalt as Dean Ulick, Rain Wilson as Mr. Skolnick, Braun Strowman, Adam Shear, whatever we want to call him, um, as Ogre. We got Haley Steinfeld as Judy, Jimmy O. Yang as Takashi, Jaden Smith as Lamar. We got Jacob Batalon as Booger, Ian Armitage as Wormser, Skylar Gusenda as Point Dexter, Emma Roberts as Betty Childs, Tom Holland as Stan Gable, Will Poulter as Gilbert Lowe, and Finn Wolford as Louis Skolnick. There's your recasting of Revenge of the Nerds. And before we head out, before we do the social media plugs, I just want to say that whether it's Julie Montgomery or Emma Roberts as Betty Childs, I too would like to walk on the moon. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to check out cinemaflare.com for all the links, 
to social media and whatnot. And don't forget to check out the Cinema Flare Sunday movie watch-alongs every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash live. And leave a comment down below if you're watching this on YouTube. With your thoughts on this recasting, who would you recast? What movie do you want to hear me recast down the road? Just overall thoughts on that. Or you can email me at cinemaflareshow at gmail.com. Simple as that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, I am Wade Needham saying thank you and rock on. <laughs>